You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Drew Gasparini here from Now We're Talking with Drew Gasparini. Just letting you know that you can now support our podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast, and for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Podcasting is fun, but it's a lot of work. From booking our star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, editing, and beyond, this particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through. I'll give you one guess who that one man is. <gasps> Me! So, $5 <coughs> a month can go a long way. Not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast to see how you can support us today. Thanks to our newest patrons, Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, and Sheena. I can't tell you how much I love you. I love you. And now, what you've all been waiting for... The motherfucking show. Hey, 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 you sexy buttheads. It's everyone's favorite competitive breakdancer, Drew Gasparini, here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that thinks Texas Governor George Abbott should be punched in the dick repeatedly. Gosh, today I feel lucky, and so should you, because our guest today is a damn unicorn. He's been seen on stage and screened and known for his work on Broadway in shows like Mamma Mia, Anything Goes, Aladdin, Groundhog Day, and beyond. I met this uber talent while working on Skittles commercial the Broadway musical and you can hear his beauteous singing voice on my album We Aren't Kids Anymore. Hang on to your hats and glasses because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen now we're talking with Raymond J. Lee. Raymond J. Lee. What does the J stand for? J stands for my Korean name Chang-uk which means he who studies well. Clearly my parents wanted me to be a doctor. And not an actor. And my brother is Chang Ho, which apparently means he who takes tests well. So clearly... No way! Yeah. It's that like, is you know, amazing. very Asian, like, passive-aggressive. <laughs> I love it. Is that what your parents expected of you? Was it to, like, go be a doctor or a lawyer or something oh, in, the, yeah. in the high education realm of things? Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be a doctor, and my brother was supposed to be a dentist. And we both were like, hail to the now. And he's a... <laughs> Financy guy and I'm an actor. So <laughs> wow, wow, he still went and did finance though. Uh, so you're yeah. an actor and he's a finance guy. Who would you say your parents are more proud of? Him. 
He is straight. He has he has the son to carry on the Lee name. So. Oh my goodness! It's so old school. It's so traditional. So traditional. So oh traditional. my god! But, Can you tell yeah. us a little bit? Actually, that's a great place to start. First of all, Ray. Yeah. I love you. I'm so happy you're here. I love I, you too, I'm Drew. I'm thrilled you're doing this podcast with me because I've always enjoyed your company as well as just working with you and like seeing you like excel in a room. Um, but oh, I really, I want to know, uh, just because I know very little about this. I know you're Korean. I know you're an actor. And that's all I know. I would love to, and I know you're a dad and I know all these other amazing things about you, but I want to know like where you get the bravery to try show business because yeah. I feel like, you know, especially based on what we just said, it seems like a, a more of a traditional household where oh, yeah. show business is probably not the biggest pairs of thumbs up you would get. Oh, totally. I mean, I guess from the beginning, I had always loved television. I'd love theater. Um, my parents had actually this is how Korean I am. I played violin from age kindergarten to like in college. I continued and was wow. in orchestra and shit. Wait, yeah, what do you like? Could you still eight. play now? If I like handed you a fiddle, could you pick it up and go for it? I think I could. I think I could. My violin is so rusty and I think I still have my vibrato. But... Wow. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, that's how I learned how to read music and, 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 you know, and, and do all that fun stuff. And yeah. it was through pit orchestra that I love theater. So that's how I got into it all. Wow. That is actually amazing. Cause I was going to ask you yeah. just like, we all kind of find our thing that gets us into musical theater. I think my yeah. thing was like, when it comes to you, you have a book, a movie, a TV show, uh, yeah. uh an album. I think the book that yeah. changed my life was like Fox and socks by Dr. Seuss. And yes. I think, you know what I mean? Like all that, all those yes. rhymy couplets and made up words and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think the yeah. musical that changed my life was the who's Tommy. I saw that and I was oh, like, this yeah. is a game changer right here. What was yeah. the what was the musical that like made you go, I want to do that? Oh, I totally know. It is it was totally rent for me. Cause I mean, growing up, it was like Sound of Music, Phantom of the Opera. And I was yeah. like, I can't sound like that. There's no way in hell I could do music theater. And right. Rent came out and people are like, and belting yes. and yes and i just had adam it, pascal on the show did you know that oh yes that's he, so cool it was amazing and i asked him all these crazy rent questions including yeah. what like you know now that you're a little older aren't you annoyed that they don't just pay their fucking rent like just pay your rent <laughs> <laughs> well and also i remember watching the movie me like damn that's a really awesome apartment <laughs> like that's My first apartment was a shithole compared to what you have for free. Yeah, exactly. These big loft artist loft yeah. commune things that just don't exist in New York anymore. It's so, so crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, Wait, everyone's singing in the stairwell. I'm like, this is not my first experience in New York. Anyway. But like, it's an image like that that makes you go, I want to go to New York, right? I mean, like, oh yeah. Like when I watched Friends and I saw the size of that apartment, I was like, oh wow, and you're best friends with all your neighbors and it feels like such a community. I was like, I really sought after that. When I came yeah. to New York, I was like, how do I have that exact life? It doesn't exist necessarily. You don't just get an apartment on the in the West Village for that cheap. But it was Oh yeah. But I wanted that that New York thing. You know what I mean? What was like the New York inspiration for you? Oh my gosh. You know, believe it or not, so what happened was um I was a film major in school. Where'd you go to school? And I went to school at Northwestern University. Wow. And 
No, I started off pre-med chemistry, oh um, you know, God. trying to follow the parents. And then after a year and a half, I was like, I can't do this. I do not care. Wow. I hate chem lab. You were literally on your way to be a doctor. Fully on, on my way. That's that's the only reason they agreed for me to go to Northwestern. After I didn't make it into any Ivy Leagues, I was a huge disappointment. But I got into Northwestern. They're like, okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you should go. Whatever. I love that. Northwestern is such a, is like a mega school. Yes, like and they go, big... whatever. They're like, it's not Ivy League. You are a disappointment. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 a crazy story too. Yes, tell me. I found out I was waitlisted from Columbia. Uh-huh. And a year later, after my first year at Northwestern, the following summer, my dad comes to me. He's like, I have confession. I'm like, what? You actually got in, but we didn't think Columbia was good enough, so we didn't tell you. No way. It was like, I had to get into Princeton, Harvard, Stanford, like it, Yale. Those were like- Wait the, a like minute. Is that true? Your dad your dad didn't think Columbia was good enough, so yeah. he didn't tell you? He said you got waitlisted? I got waitlisted and I sent like more essays. I sent them like a, a, all this other crap. Oh thinking, my God. And then I never heard. And like, now they know. Now they know like, oh, like Northwestern is amazing school. Columbia was an amazing school. Like, yes, oh, American yes, yes. education is hard. Yes. Oh but, my God. Is it ever? And like, but like Columbia and the fact that like, you kind of still gave it the extra effort you're sending in more essays. Columbia's probably like, what's this kid's deal? Like he's in, he's already in. He's sending us essay after essay. You passed, man. You got the part. I was like, why did Columbia ghost me? I sent them everything. I sent them a blood sample. I wow. sent them everything. A yeah. blood a blood sample, a <laughs> cup full of urine. They got everything from you. You got my body. <laughs> you get Columbia, your body. Oh my God. And that's how you get into college, kids. Um, that's how you do it. Just send them your body. Okay, yeah. so what it has there been? I mean, like, I, I don't know your parents at all, but they just sound yeah. like they live in that strict world. And that is... Yeah. Uh, a pretty typical traditional Asian household, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. correct? Yeah, I mean, they've evolved so much. Like the growth they've made from from now to like when I was a kid is like astronomical. And that's all but you can really ask was... for when it comes to your parents, right? I mean, totally, any, any growth totally. is, is amazing when you see that in your parents, of course. Oh, especially when you don't think there's any room to grow as a right. college kid. Right. You're like, they're stuck in their ways. But not to see how they've evolved is, is really cool. But, but back then it was like strict christian conservative korean family like wow was, you really it, literally yeah. just don't check one of those boxes <laughs> as an individual I, guy i remember like the moment when i found out i was gay i remember like looking up at the sky and being like really <laughs> i want to be a musician and i'm gay what really was the, so okay i have so many questions just hearing all this just because i'm learning so yeah. much about you this is thrilling for me i love this because i've it's known awesome. you for a little while but like i'm picking up all these yeah. things two things yeah what was, if you don't mind, like this could be, you could yeah. just say no and slap me on the wrist and that's that. But I'm so curious because of your upbringing, what was the yeah. identifying thing that made you go, oh shoot, you know what? I'm gay. Like what was, oh, 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 dag nabbit. I'm gay. How, like what was the thing that made it click? Oh, I remember so fondly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd always had inklings of like when I was younger, like I like to be around guys and there's something different. There's an energy there. Yeah. And then in middle school, when that magical stage of puberty hits, I remember like looking at a picture in a magazine of, of a, just a guy, just shirtless guy. Yeah. And I remember being like, that's really nice. Like, especially the pectoral area. Uh -huh. And then it was like light bulb, like, fuck. <laughs> No, 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 no. This can't happen. Did you think it was something that you could like, did you think it was like reversible or something? 
it, it, it like weirdly made sense. It was like, oh, that explains all these other feelings. But no, I like shut the magazine. I was like, I can't go down that road. There yeah. is no way. That is not an option. My parents will kill me. I'll be disowned and dishonor. Um, wow, wow, wow. So I, I like put it in a box, shut it off. And then, which, you know, which is very healthy. Not yeah, No, then, no, no. No therapy <laughs> needed at all. No, it's yeah. easy to just put it in a box. But then it, that started the road of like, uh, the road of me being gay and accepting being gay it was a long road but i'm 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 proud and glad of where i am now because i'm fully open and, i mean you know, good god that makes there. me happy just because you know you're just the most lovable guy in the entire world you should be as as Aww. wide open and out in the universe as possible so i'm glad that you're in a place that makes you happy what was it like coming out yeah. to your parents oh my gosh um they found out through a google search no so are you serious you know, it was I, there was an interview about um, Prop that is 8. so that's like the modern day like Paul story from a chorus line. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. when his dad sees him in drag, and this is like that the modern day version of that. Your parents find out on Google. Oh my god! Can you imagine like chorus line part two? I'll just be like Ray and be like, head my hold my headshot, be like, my parents did a Google search and found out I was a homosexual. That's insane. Wow. How crazy. I mean, that's dedication to your life, though. Good for your parents for being that heavily involved. It was funny because it was an interview. It wasn't like the words, I'm gay. I had talked about Prop 8 and how I was against it and how evil it was. Yeah. And, um, and my parents were like, they found that interview and said, oh, only gay people are against Prop 8. Are you gay? And it was like, yeah. I had been living with my boyfriend who's now my husband for like two years yeah. and they thought he was a roommate it was very the wedding banquet if anyone has seen that film um wow and that's just i thought i just can't hide it anymore and so i, I told him and then it was a couple years of like you know drama and tr them thinking i should get like psychiatric help and me oh telling them gosh. this is me yeah but now we are evolved and they um they awkwardly ask about my husband they're always like How's Robbie? Uh -huh. Okay, 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 good, good, good. <laughs> How's your friend? You know what I mean? How's your friend? Totally. Doing? Oh, you mean the guy I've been living with, my life partner forever, yeah. my friend here? Yeah, my pal. <laughs> it's so but there's funny. always a pause too. There's always like, "How's your yeah friend?" <laughs> the little ellipsis before they get the last <laughs> word out. Totally. Totally. Oh my god, that is so so funny. Um, Ray, you and I have a lot to discuss today. You don't know this. Yeah. I have it all written in front of me. This is all you know. Oh, awesome. Um, but I want to talk That's about great. your Broadway career. I uh, the whole conceit of this podcast was like, let's talk about anything but show business. And the more I just have people on, it, how can we avoid it? We just love it so much. We love totally. being. We love being a part of it. We get frustrated with it. We get. Uh, totally. But when it's going well, it's going really well, and we we all celebrate each other and i just kind of love that aspect of of show business and, and broadway in specific but you i have always said is you're like broadway's secret weapon i really strongly oh, thanks, think Drew. that and it's because i feel like you haven't had many like stephen pasquale-esque leading male <laughs> roles but you've had these significant yeah. parts in such significant shows that it makes you such a fixture in the community and, and i just love everything that you've oh, uh, contributed true. can you do me a favor and just what are the broadway shows you've done just list them right now yeah um i did I, my debut was mama mia 
Um, and then I did the revival of Anything Goes with Sutton Foster and Joel Gray. Yes, indeed. Um, and then it then it was a uh, honeymoon in Vegas with Tony Danza. Oh my god! Oh my god! So many stories. Um, fun stories. And then um, it was supposed to be Nerds on Broadway. You were we a part of that. that. I was a part of it, Drew. Oh my god! What a day when they came in and told us it was canceled. I've like never it, experienced. Th- you guys were about to be on, like you guys had like a marquee. I feel like. Oh yeah, the marquee was up, um, or something like that. And then they were like they were teching. They were putting in sound systems that day that we found out. Um, yeah. Josh Marquette, who was in charge of our wigs, like was dry was in a cab on the way to the theater with the wigs when he got the call. Oh my god! Like, it was. It was drama, but and then after Nerds, it was Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, um, so much fun. I mean, and that's then, um, that's yeah. that was pinnacle right there. Yeah, and then Aladdin, you know, and then Aladdin, with, uh, where you you joined yeah. and you were a Yago for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I can't Good do the Yago. voice. You do the voice. Yeah. I can't do the voice. Uh, all right, so there's a big I breakdown. There's a big breakdown of your uh, Broadway credits and you've done like a mate like soft power and, and a bunch of other amazing off-broadway things as well which i just you know yeah. it, your, your resume is so kick-ass what was the show you oh, did that seeing as seeing as there was a bit of a a slower reaction to your your i guess interest in show business what was the show mm-hmm. your parents came to that felt like oh they finally are on board with this oh you know what i think it was actually mama mia because I was in that show for about four and a half years. Jesus. And which was literally, that's how I afforded my child. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, Mama Mia. <laughs> well, what I love is now Mama Mia 2. The film is her favorite film. Really? So it plays all the time, which I think is hilarious and amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, um, but yeah, that, that was a show. And it was funny because um, they were still not comfortable with me being an actress. So after like three years into the show, I had a moment where I was like, Mom, Dad, you have to come see me. Yeah. It's been three years. Three years. Jesus Christ. Years. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I would like you to see what I have been doing. But like and... when they saw you, were they was their mind just blown? Because it's so mega. It's so big scale. And like, oh, my God, it's it's a Broadway show. It's a Broadway show. Yeah, it took them, like, I think once they saw it, they realized, oh, wow, like, this is like a real career and you're doing it and you're yeah. on stage and you're just as good, hopefully, as everybody else. And then they ended up bringing all their friends again. So there you it go. was really a So a good much moment, to be proud of. Moment. So much to be proud of. Yeah. And uh, there's yeah. a couple things I want to discuss right coming off of this list, just so people can, like, in case they don't know what your resume is, blam, there it is. You've just listed, like, I don't know. I'm going to ballpark here like yeah. 400 shows you just listed. Yeah. Oh, we forgot uh, Skittles the musical too. I was Drew. just going to get right into Skittles the musical. Okay, good. Because uh, that's where you and I met was on this. Yeah. I really want to know from your perspective what yeah. it felt like because I was the composer of the piece. So I, I had a very yeah. different life with the show and I was kind of yeah. jealous of all you guys in the cast because it looked like you come to work, you have no idea what you're doing, and then you get to play around for like five hours. And then at some point it magically just congealed into a show. Like, I just don't remember anybody learning anything. <laughs> I just remember it all of a sudden being there. But I was in the middle of so many rewrites and sleepless nights trying to create this fucking thing. What was it yeah. like being a part of the Skittles commercial? It was exactly that. As you said, Drew, it was this like... <laughs> hodgepodge amazing 
blast of a time where we had no idea what was going to happen next. I mean, even the day of the presentation, didn't yes. we get rewrites like yes. 10 minutes before? Yes, I, I, the, the curtain call music also hadn't been written <laughs> until that morning. Like that's oh how gosh. sleepless we were is like we were working into the morning all the time. And we gave you guys like curtain call music that that day before the show. Uh, so yeah, wild. But you, y'all were the best though, because what helped the whole process was that was that y'all let us play. And, you know, we come up to you and be like, hey, Drew, can we try this moment or can we sing it like this? You're like, yeah, have fun. The whole team was like that. So it ended up being a huge blast. That makes like, me happy. Yeah, that makes me, you know, for all the fun that you guys were having, I feel like we were just having none of it. So I feel like we (laughs) that's where we found a bit of that balance was like you guys came in and I got to watch you enjoy all of it. And I was having like hemorrhoid after hemorrhoid after hemorrhoid (laughs) pop up with the stresses of all this. And I just actually uh, with my girlfriend, I have a vinyl of the soundtrack. Awesome. <laughs> and you're so featured in it. You have like all these little solo bits and like it's you know, it's Michael C. Hall's whole thing. He's in yeah. it. He's like the star of the yeah. show. But your voice comes out in every song. There's like a little featured solo that you're on. Because your stuff is so awesome to sing, Drew. Like Thanks. I oh, love please. singing your 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 songs. They just they just click with me. And so I remember being in the studio, A, eating all those Skittles. Yeah, getting sick. Getting very sick eating Skittles. So many Skittles. But so then we Skittles. just had a great time playing. So many Skittles. But we had a great time just playing with your stuff, too. It was really cool. No, so. that makes me happy. And you know what? It's because of that show that I we have cultivated a friendship and a collaborative relationship because you've, you've come to sing on uh, my, my musical We Aren't Kids Anymore. If you haven't check that out everybody listening go listen to we aren't kids anymore not just because i wrote it and i'm a genius but because raymond is exceptional on it and you sing like some of the hardest songs you sing a song called snow which is about my real autobiographical uh addiction issue that i i was battling throughout my 20s and uh you just you break my heart when you sing that song i just think you're so tremendous um of course that song was that song was like for me, one of the most favorite songs I've ever sang because it, it's just wow. it's so honest. And so like you feel the emotion behind it, you know, as a singer, it helps when you just you feel it. And that song I do. So I appreciate you. you saying that. No, kudos to kudos to both of us. How about we really that thing came to life because of the two heads coming together. Um, so from yeah. Skittles, I want to talk about something that you and I can relate to. And you brought it up earlier. And it's, uh, you know, the announcement for Karate Kid went out today yeah and it's it's saying you know here's our out of town and there's like a handful of people that are like really like this is going to be so exciting the karate kid coming to broadway oh my god oh my god and then there's a much larger handful of people saying Mm -hmm. stop this why this this doesn't need Mm -hmm. to happen and it's Mm -hmm. really kind of fun to to navigate through twitter and see all the hatred and i love that theater quote unquote fans will go so Mm -hmm. far out of their way to hate something before they even see it for themselves so I want to talk mm-hmm. about Groundhog Day in that respect, because yeah. I'm sure, by the way, if you all don't know this, Raymond, Raymond J. Lee was the fucking groundhog. Weren't you the groundhog? Yes. So <laughs> blind in that costume. You couldn't so see. blind. <laughs> couldn't see. Even in the Tony Awards, they were like, the music started. I'm like, can someone give me a visual signal? <laughs> I just I just imagined your Korean parents watching the Tonys on TV and then trying to tell their friends who they're watching it with that mascot gopher looking thing. That's my son. Well, and my favorite was um, there were five turntables and they were like, Ray, yeah, just step in that turntable and then step on the other turntable oh my with a shovel. And I was like, 
you guys have no idea. Okay, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> me being a me being a people pleaser, I'm like, oh, I, you I got are. you. Yes. Oh my god, I can't so see you. I can't see you at all in any circumstance with that big fucking head on your that costume you had on, saying anything that would be like, you know what? This is actually too difficult. I can only see you saying, of course, whatever you need, I've got it. Yeah. I'm gonna do what you want. Um, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about because being a part of a show like that, obviously, yeah. it's one thing when you're in it. And it's one thing when you're writing it, but I think the the feeling is the same. When you just start seeing people hate on something, they have yeah. no idea what it is yet. That was such yeah. a beautiful adaptation, by the way, Groundhog Day. Tim oh. Minchin did such a great job with that score. It was so beautifully told. Y'all were, you and Andrew Call in that scene, just one of the greatest scenes in the last 10 oh. years. So funny. And Thanks, it lasted, Drew. it kept going. Like it's a long you know what I mean? Like, but in a way yeah. that you're like, thank God, this is like my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> what did you feel? Like, what was part of the reactions that you got? What were some of the things you heard before it opened? Were you getting really sick of the hatred out there? Or were you just rolling your eyes at a point? Oh, totally. I mean, to, to start it all off too, I feel like my entire life I've had to prove people wrong um, based on just like who I am, my skin color, what, the type of stuff I sing. Sure. Um, so I was kind of used to it too. And so with Groundhog Day, we got that same like poo-pooingness I'm sure that you're getting where it's like, oh, it's another film musical. Do we really need this? Can't yeah. they write original stuff? Rah, rah. Yeah. And and we were like, oh, it, it, it took like a moment to be like, to not let that energy affect you. Because it does. We're such emotional connected people yes that it, it sometimes does have, a, have an effect so we decided i personally decided to disconnect work on the show because i believed in it so much i believed in the message the yeah. material yeah and we just we hunkered down we worked on this show um we made it better we played and um even despite all the drama with andy tearing his acl i know and, and, like and right around opening right wasn't it like or first preview or something like that Three days before opening or oh, something. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because Andrew Call had to do the shows, like two shows, and then Andy came back and we'd rehearsal opening day. Oh, my God. Um, and he was in his brace and he was a trooper. I mean, so, you really yeah. have so much against you right out of the gate. You know, there's just so yeah. much energy saying this shouldn't work. And then when you guys yeah. opened, I feel like that must have felt so celebratory and like, oh, my God, we did it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look at this. It's on its feet. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and we God. still had we still had the haters, but then we had a lot of people that changed their tune. And that for me is like the best compliment when people are like, you know, I poo-pooed it, but when I saw it, wow, I didn't give it a chance. Yes. Yeah, I remember hearing that a lot. No, that's great. I just talked to I had Lily Cooper and Ethan Slater on um yeah. uh, a couple days ago. They were on the podcast and I was talking to them and they were talking about SpongeBob. And yeah. they would say some of the things that people came to them at the stage door, they're so honest. They were like, I was basically dragged here thinking I was going to hate this, but I ended, I ended up really enjoying myself. You know what I mean? But the fact yeah. that they have to preface it with, I was ready to hate this is insane. Yeah. People feel so open in this respect. I don't get it. Yeah. We got a lot of like, I was comped and I had nothing else better to do. tonight. Right. <laughs> I was comped. So you didn't get my money and I still enjoyed the show, man. Yeah. Way to support theater, everybody. Jesus Christ. Well, I just love that you went through that experience because even though the show didn't last forever and ever, it, the praise that it did get was so warranted. And so no, I thought it was pretty well received all in all. And, and it was certainly yeah. one of my favorite musicals that year by a lot. Oh, uh, thanks. And it was a hard season. It was like Evan Hansen, Come From Away. Oh, yeah. Tasha Pierre. Oh, yeah. It was just this like mega super like competition of shows. So, uh, you know, that was also probably why we didn't uh, run 
long, but we were always proud of what we did. There's something else too that, you know, maybe we can say something to this here, but sometimes I get unwarranted or unasked for DMs on Twitter or uh, Instagram or something like that, where someone just says, now, why are you doing Karate Kid? I'm so sick Uh, of these adaptations. Why can't we get original content? First of all, Mm-hmm. I, the, the thing that drives me crazy about that is I have written eight original musicals yeah. and it's not like you just take them and go to Broadway producers and say, can you make this please? Sometimes it's yeah. a lot of, you got to play the game. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. So if a karate kid or a groundhog day comes your way, you say, fuck yeah, I'm going to make this the best thing I can make it. The other mm-hmm. thing is it's not like we're all highlighting the script from the screenplay and copy pasting it onto the stage. It is a huge rewriting and restructuring. And, you know, when it comes to a musical, there are no songs in these movies. That's all from the ground up. It's just as hard writing an yeah. adaptation as it is yeah. cre- or creating an adaptation or creating an original piece. I mean, when you're going into Groundhog Day, were you like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm doing because I've seen the movie? No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and people that came to see our show were like, wow, it's, it's, it's so different. It's its own entity from the movie, right. which I think was a huge compliment. It yes. was its own thing. Just because, like Karate Kid, well, with y'all, with that creative team oh that my you God. guys have. It's going to be it's epic. Be and because it's you, it, when it's on stage, you don't get these close-ups on people's faces. You don't get those intimate moments. You have to make everything so big. It has to reach people in the back row. It's, you have to rethink yeah. the entire identity of this yeah. story. So I'm yeah. glad that uh, you could uh, corroborate my frustration here. <laughs> <laughs> because I, mean, I really want people to have more of an open mind, you know, yeah. but I, yeah, go ahead. I was like, we have the same thing with the Britney musical. We have so many haters that are like, right. Oh, another jukebox musical, Britney Spears. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And same you and thing. I are, we share a bit of the same creative team. Our choreographers for karate kid are your director choreographers for yes. the Britney Spears musical, which is called what? Once upon a one more time. Is that what it's called? Once upon a one more time. Yeah. With and Keone and Mari Madrid. Holy crap. What game changers like, and it's, it, yes. they are so unique to Broadway, Broadway. Like yes. it's, it's hard to find people to do their stuff because they have such a, a unique yeah. style so yes. if you incorporate just the style alone on stage it's like Fosse. Fosse reinvented yeah. how things looked and moved on stage that's what's happening yeah. right now with this jukebox musical with these adaptations it doesn't matter it's it's new when it gets to a stage uh can we yeah. talk about the britney spears musical for one second totally and i just want to add to like with with karate kid before, before we move on the fact that it's about asian characters oh. with um asian creatives and Asia, it's just like yes we need to celebrate that hugely hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, speaking of cross-pollinations of culture, drag queens, I don't know. I'm just assuming. What's in what's in the Britney Spears musical? I don't know why, but because it's Britney Spears, I assume it's drag queens. Oh my God, if I could be in drag, I would, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask Kyoni and Mari. I'll be like, do you think what, I could be a princess? No. Because it's not the Spears story. And I think a lot of people think that's what it is. Like Tina or the Jersey yeah. Boys or something like that. It's not. It's yeah. like a totally made up story, right? Yeah, it's, it's that's the one myth that I always have to tell people. They think it's a biopic. I'm like, it is not. It's about storybook fairy tale princesses right. taking their stories back. Right. So you have... Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, you know, Beauty and the Beast, like they are all stuck in these stories and they want to fight against this evil male narrator who wants to put them in boxes. It's awesome. Come on. What? That is exactly the Broadway I want to see. And are they like the songs are being kind of repurposed? They're not going to sound just like a Britney Spears, you know, like karaoke night. It's going to be Broadwayified. I'm assuming. I I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be like it's it's enough that it's it maintains its like original like vibe, but they're going to make sure that it melds well with the story and the, and the theatrical show. So, yes, it's, it's going to be cool. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Ray, yeah. that is I'm so excited for you to do that. I'm so excited you're going to be working. We're both working Thanks, with Keone girl. and Mari. That's extra exciting. Yes. And you guys have an out of town yeah. that's been announced. Yeah. Yes, um, we're supposed to go um, to D.C. later this year at the Shakespeare Theater. That's right. Um, that's right. And I'm back in the gym because I have to keep up with these 25-year-old dancers. And Do, do, do they think like, you're also a 25-year-old dancer, by the way? Because your age actually blows my mind because of how young you look. <laughs> well, yellow don't mellow, honey, as they say. <laughs> Asian don't raisin, as the kids say. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. And you know what they say about whites? You turn into a pumpkin by the time you're 30. That's and you just rot in the sun. That's what you do. Uh, no, my husband's secret is bacon fat. I'm just putting it out there. Wait, what he the is, fuck? Are you ta- like he eats it or he like puts it on his face? He's he eats a lot of it. We, we have our bacon fat jars, but he is turning 54 this year and he still looks like like decades younger. I'm so proud of him. I it's, can't believe that either. He's turning 54. Yes. Did I hear 54. that right? Totally. We met when I was like, I was 25. He was 40. It was supposed to be a booty call. And then ugh, love happened. And all ugh, that fun oh stuff. my God. Love really does happen sometimes. And that is beautiful. <laughs> I'm so happy. But my God, you both look yeah. tremendous. I got to say. Ah, really? Thanks, Drew. Got to put a bacon fat under the armpits, a little behind the neck, you know. Yes. Uh, like a face mask. A, a nice face bacon mask. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> bacon fat. Oh my God. I hope we influence some people here today. Um, yeah. I want to ask a couple silly questions. Do you mind, Ray? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Uh, awesome. All right, these are pretty. These are lobs. These are across the plate. These should be no, no big deal. Can you give okay. me? Uh, we talked about it earlier. A book, a movie, a musical. What is a Ooh. book that changed your life? What is a movie that changed your life? And what is oh an goodness. album that changed your life? Oh my goodness um i mean the movie that changed my life was probably the sound of music wow it was the first the first movie i saw where people were like singing and and story and i mean koreans love the sound of music it was on repeat when i was young yeah repeat. yeah 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 um oh gosh an out al- was that the album or was it that, that was the film that's the um, film you know something i played friedrich in uh, <gasps> The Sound of Music when I was 14 years old and wildly obese. And me and, <laughs> me and Lederhosen 
at that age, I, I looked like Humpty Dumpty. And and my favorite line, I don't know if you remember this line from Sound of Music, but this is the funniest line to me. He goes, I'm Friedrich, I'm 14, and I'm a boy. And he's like really yeah. proud of I'm a boy. And I think that, I just think that's a very adorable and funny line. Just um, if there's any confusion with my yeah, leader hosen, in case you couldn't tell with this leader hosen, but back with me and my leader hosen and my big set of tits at 14, I should. I, it's a good thing I announced I was a boy, uh, so she knew. Um, all right, so that's that's the movie that changed your life. What is a book yes. that changed your life? Oh my gosh, a book that changed my life. Oh my goodness. Do you not is... read? I read. It's been so long because I'm besides, you know, like pop and hop or any like kids books that I read my daughter these days. Yeah. Um, Do you have any of those memorized? My mom used to memorize that kind of shit. She'd read it to us so much. There's some now that I just like I tune out. I I think I'm reading it, but then my brain goes to like other lands. of like I don't know. (laughs) Getting ready for the Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) Reading like Dr. Seuss being like, ooh, what's Erica Jane? What's going to happen to her tonight? (laughs) <laughs> why is like i don't know why like 1984 sticks in my head i don't wow. know why that book because it that i mean like, did you have to read that in high school what year did you read 1984 yeah, yeah we read it in high school but there was something it was almost like don't believe everything you see <laughs> how relevant <laughs> is that shit like that that prepared you for this last year by a lot i'm sure yeah it, it, it was like it, it was like I think that's why I can be so rebellious and so like, um, I don't want to follow the rules, you know, yeah. I don't want people to box me in. So I feel like 1984 was like, you got to listen to your gut. You got to fight Ooh. the authorities and power Ooh, I love if that. it feels like it's wrong. Yes. So that one always sticks with me. Oh. I don't want to be as dark sided, but yeah, that's the one. No, no, that's great. I love that. And I also think that's kind of a surprise. Yeah. Like for anybody who like catches you and knows your personality, like that's, that's a surprise yeah. to me. 1984. It's so gritty. Uh, and yeah. what's an yeah. album? That changed your life the mariah carey music <laughs> box album I changed my life knew it was gonna be a riffy diva i knew it was gonna be some yeah. r&b riffy diva i'm so happy you just said that it's that or the bodyguard soundtrack and i was like wow wow do i go wow but you but can my, hear it in your voice that that's kind of where your influence comes from is like that era and that style of music and vocally yeah. especially hell yes yeah, it was me as like again like a tubby kid um, yeah. with the cassette tape, just <laughs> listening to like Dream Lover and Hero and wow. trying to emulate Mariah. Wow, so that that changed. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, yeah. Okay, ready? We're now we're gonna dive into some real stupid, stupid questions. Ooh, bring it on! I love stupid questions. It's my favorite thing too. to ask people. Like, if I'm just sitting down at a bar and like some random person starts talking to me just because they're bored or whatever, I will keep the conversation going by asking them the most insane questions. Uh, here's here's an example of one of those. So let's just say hypothetical, okay? Uh-huh. Raymond, you're cursed to become furniture. What oh. type of furniture do you become and why? Because it's not really, you know, when I think of Beauty and the Beast, it's not really yeah. explained why Lumiere is a luminary. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? He, or why Cogsworth yeah. is a clock, other than their names sound like those things. Is that why? Yeah. He's not like the like the fireplace keeper. Right, he like the like, you know, the yeah. maid became the duster, the feather duster and all that kind yeah. of shit. Why did why is he a candlestick? <laughs> it's never explained to me. Why is he a clock? Uh so what piece That's of so furniture true. would you become and why do you think? 
a lazy boy recliner. That's what I would be. Wow. You know why? Because be- it's it's like the same as people sitting on it. You just get to yes. lay back and, and be a lazy yeah. boy. I'd lay back. There'd be like a cold beer in my little pocket. I'd always be facing a television. <laughs> my little watch. pocket. <laughs> Maybe there's a charger in, in the other pocket because it's 2021. You know it. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You yeah. want to hear an adorable lazy. story? Here's an adorable story. When my, I, when all the kids in my parents' house all kind of went off to college and they were like figuring yeah. out, they had four kids. How do we be people without our kids? They were going through <laughs> that sort of uh, crisis in their lives. And yeah. they both started doing community theater. They both started doing like community wow. theater. And it was really kind of adorable. My dad played Harry the Horse and Guys and Dolls. And oh, wow. uh, my mom played Princess Winifred. And my dad pr- played Prince Dauntless in an adult production of uh, Once Upon a Mattress, which is really, really cute. Oh, wow. But then there was a production of Beauty and the Beast. In my dad's costume, he was in the ensemble. He was a, a potato masher. I I don't remember that in the yeah like one of those like like, with the yeah exactly like with the big wiry head and it was insane. There's pictures of it somewhere. I gotta find it. Uh, But isn't that funny? Yeah. Did he choose it? Like were they all like, what would you like to be? And he was like a potato masher. I honestly think it was more like a George. You're giving us potato masher vibes. You're gonna be a potato (laughs) masher. That's that better happen in the revival. Right? I want to see a potato masher tap dancing and be our guest. That's I agree. Great. Why wasn't that in the original Broadway production? Yeah. I don't know. Missed opportunity. Uh, Ray, another silly question for you. This is kind of a great one, and I love asking New Yorkers this. You've been in New York yeah. for a good long time. Now you're right now you're upstate at your house uh, upstate. Yeah. But you've lived in yeah. Queens, and I assume you've done the Manhattan thing for a moment in your life. Oh, yeah. Battery Park City, baby. That's what's up. And you've been working Mm -hmm. on Broadway for a number of years. So I'm sure you've seen some shit. What is the strangest thing you've seen in New York City? Oh, my gosh. The strangest thing. Oh, well, I don't know if this is strange, but this just shows you what a New Yorker I am. I was on the subway on the R train from Queens. And um, I was like listening to my music, like tuning everybody out. And our train stopped at the Fifth Avenue stop for like 10 minutes. And me being a New Yorker was like, ugh. Why are we stopped? This is yeah. so inconveniencing me. Oh, and I yeah. like looked down, played Candy Crush. Another five minutes. Oh, looked over. Paramedics with a paddle. No, on a person on the ground. No. They survived, but I was like, oh, that's why there's somebody having like a heart attack on like your car. Five, like five, four feet from me. Oh my god! Like in the car, and I was sitting there. I was like, I said a prayer. Oh I also God. felt like an asshole being like, oh, I'm inconvenienced yet, yet this person is like fighting for their life. But you know, that's the most New York thing. I'm glad that you were getting frustrated. That's that's New York just <laughs> traveling through your bloodstream. There's, there's been moments where like the, the announcer, the conductor makes an announcement like there was somebody jumped in front of a train. And you overhear yeah. an entire subway car going, great, now I'm fucking late because that guy decided to, you know, it's like, whoa, yeah. there's no like, heart. <laughs> How selfish of him. I don't have time to get my double venti latte from Starbucks before it works. Exactly. Fuck that guy. (laughs) That guy, that guy went and killed himself and now it's created an issue for this guy. He can't get his venti latte. That's insane. Yeah. Well, there are people that are like, oh, he couldn't have just jumped off a bridge. I'm like, that is horrible. I know. Like, and that's, that's not the point. A New Yorkers immediately go there because if it's not your yeah. own personal situation, it just sincerely doesn't yeah. matter. Right. It's just like everybody yeah. is so in their own bubble. It's crazy. One thing yeah. that I saw in New York that really cracked me up once 
was I was down, you know, Wall Street, down in Wall Street area. Yeah. I was getting off the one train. I think I was doing some teaching at Pace University. And on okay. my walk there, I saw this guy in a, in a suit and tie walk by this homeless man. And the homeless man yells, hey, get a fucking job. <laughs> like, that is a perfect New York thing to have witnessed. Um, I love that. Isn't that great? Uh, I love that too. All right. Oh, so Just a couple, a couple more dumb questions for you, Ray. Uh, yeah, bring them on. Two, and the last one is my favorite question. I think I've asked anybody because it's nuts, but here we go. What is a non-domestic pet that you wish you could own? Like, what is a pet that's not a typical pet that you wish you could have as a pet? I mean, if it's mythical, I would love a dragon. Okay, all right. Because... I mean, they're really, really cool. I know they're like all magical and mythical, but I'm such like a big Harry Potter nerd and I just would love a pet dragon. I'd love to fly in it. I'd love it to like, you know, like light our barbecues. It would be so wow. well dressed. We got this dragon to light our grill. That is an excellent idea. Yeah. Wow. We don't need propane. So it's like green. It's like organic. <laughs> it's yeah, if, it's, if it's a rainbow sequin dragon, my daughter would love that. Wow, <laughs> I love that. I'm going to get you a, a crocodile and put wings on it. And I'm just going to say, <laughs> I found this dragon yeah. for you. Uh, your daughter will love it. Yeah, uh, we have dragon. a pool, so it's great. We can, yeah, we can swim with that with the croc. Right? Nice. The the, the there's croc. nothing dangerous yeah. about that, too. I hear they're very cuddly. Um, yeah, nothing. This is the last question I have for you before I say farewell and thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond, and it's an important one. Would you rather have no eyelids or no lips? Oh, man. I know. No eyelids, because I could still sing with the lips. I could still enunciate. Oh, wow. Wow. See, I think, yeah, you're right. I think no eyelids. How long would it take you to, like, discover that the person you're talking to doesn't have any eyelids? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you don't notice that right away. (laughs) Would your would your eyeballs like dry out, or could you get like a Shark Tank product to like help like keep your eyes? Moist? Yeah, That's I don't know, like a pair of goggles that have like a lubricant on the inside or something like that. Yeah. Or you know, I'm sure there's a way around it. Yeah, like well, like shaded goggles, so like people don't have to know that you might be zoning out out of a conversation or actually asleep during like a lecture. So now, maybe I'm gonna like give you I'm gonna give you a scenario here. Okay. Okay. You're you're doing an old fashioned like couch makeout. Okay, you're making out on the couch. <laughs> Now, What's that? It's been years. I, I, honestly, I feel that. But like, you, you, you're making out on the couch. You're either making out with somebody who has no lips, but their eyes are closed. Oh. So if you open your eyes, you see that they're, you know, impassioned and their eyes are closed and they're not staring right back at you. Or you're making out with a, a pair of lips, but when you open your eyes, you just see these like wide open peepers just staring at you because they can't close because there's no eyelids. That's creepy. See, I, yeah, it could. Uh, you really got to weigh out the options. I feel like you're right in your what your gut said, but I think you could sleep on it and come back with uh, another yeah, answer. What, what would you do? Like, what would what would you do in that situation? Uh, in you... that situation, I think I'd go no lips because I think I already mm-hmm. have thin lips. <laughs> so it wouldn't you beautiful be... <laughs> lips, Drew. They're beautiful lips. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go no lips though. I think I, I need my eyelids for you know sleeping and and things like that. So I know that's tricky because part of me is like, well, I guess I could put like a face mask while we're like that's making true. out. That's true. And possibly for other like, you know, R rated activities, lips would be very, very important. That is but... true. I mean, that is that's another good point. See, this is a great question. Yeah. I might ask this to every guest going forward because I think it yeah, says a lot just... about the person. Because <laughs> you don't want teeth. I'm, so, I'm just going to put it out there. You do not want teeth. <laughs> 
because unless you're real kinky, yeah, you do <laughs> no, no, believe me, you don't want teeth. Yeah, listen, kids. Uh, my goodness. Oh God. Hey, kids. Sorry. Thank. Yeah, exactly. This is for kids, after all. Um, Ray, I love you so much, and I'm just glad that I, I got too, to Drew. steal 45 minutes of your time. And and I'm first of all, I want to say, uh, you and I got sick when COVID happened. And we got yeah. sick basically right around the same time. And you, I just yeah. want to thank you for being such a support for me. And I, I tried to be that for you because we were texting back and forth. And too, uh, I think we're both experiencing some long haul effects of this. So uh, I wish you all the health going forward. I'm so happy you got the Britney show coming right up, literally coming right up. And uh, we can get back to life and and continue to fight this COVID mess together. And uh, Amen. You are Broadway's best kept secret, but you're not really a secret man. You're just the secret weapon. And I, I oh, just thanks, I, I I love you to death. And and thanks so much for doing this, man. I love you too. I'm so excited for for the next projects that are going to be out there. The, the world is going to be so like pumped. I can't wait. Let's just uh, you and I will have a bunch of drinks when we're at the Tonys together. How's that sound? Done. 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 All right, buddy. Yes. Uh, have a good rest of your day, and we will talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Drew. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. We're also on Instagram at NWT Podcast or on Twitter at NWT underscore pod. Special thanks to our guest, Raymond J. Lee. How excited are we for the Britney Spears musical? Good God, I'm excited. Hey, make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your lovely podcast but if you go to apple podcast make sure to leave a comment and give us a like would you subscribe bitches subscribe and if you feel like supporting be sure to check out our patreon at patreon.com slash nwt podcast keep tuning in we'll see you next week Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.